Welcome to Deep Shift. I'm Michael Armstrong, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about awakening. The planet is going through an awakening. Each of us are going through an awakening. It's something I'm going to be talking about quite a bit on this podcast, so I might as well dive headfirst into awakening. What does it mean? What is this mystical word? Well, awakening is essentially to open your eyes to something previously unknown. For example, if you become lucid in a dream, you have awoke in the dream. Each morning when you wake up, you wake up to the day. You go from a sleep state to an awake state. So you're seeing reality in a new light. In a sense, you're seeing more light. You're seeing more of reality. And about 10 years ago, I was in a kitchen. My friend was next to me. And we were having a conversation about artificial intelligence. And the, this conversation would lead to one of the most profound moments of my life. And we were just having a conversation about artificial intelligence. And what I believe is that through a combination of fear, mm, fear, the F word, fear, how can we use fear to awaken? And I experienced an awakening that blew my mind. And it stemmed from Fear. My friend and I were having a lively debate about consciousness and artificial intelligence. And the human body is a robot. And if you built a robot and you gave it artificial intelligence and then you unplugged it, what would happen to the consciousness of the robot? Well, it would just turn off, right? It would just cease to exist. And the thought of that... Because I had always, I had grown up religious, I grew up a Christian, and I always had this idea that this kind of goes on forever. And all of a sudden, in this conversation, I, I, I was stricken with a lot of fear about, I wonder, I mean, essentially, our bodies are biological robots, and our consciousness is just an intelligence, essentially, it's like an intelligence that appears out of nowhere and you know like an artificial intelligence and it's in a robot body and so if a robot just turns off when a human dies perhaps game over nothing total blackness and that feeling that was the first time i really felt that feeling and it was terrifying i was like oh this feels weird. <laughs> I am uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and our conversation deepened and we were talking about, okay, well, what are the differences between a biological robot and a robot made of wires and metal? And the conversation went into the cellular structure of the human system. And within that, the atomic structure of the cellular system and Deep within the universes of us, on the right side, I was looking forward. I was just 
gazing forward. My friend was right next to me. We were in the kitchen just having this conversation. And on the right side of my vision, there was this tunnel, like this crazy looking tunnel that whooshed right in front of me. And I shot through a tunnel. (laughs) It was the craziest thing. I literally, it was like a tunnel of light. It was like beautiful tunnel. I shot directly through it. And there was a presence there. There was something definitely there that was not me. And what I was presented with was this gorgeous image of what looked like a sun, this giant golden glowing sun. And there were all these like water droplets flying off of it and splashing back into it and flying and splashing. And each of those water droplets, as I looked closer, were souls, were lifetimes. And they would bounce off the source of everything and dash back into it. And in this moment, I'm getting all these downloads, all this crazy information of all these different things I can get into. But I'm gazing at this ball of light. And there's very much this presence there with me that's guiding me to it. And just like that, back into the kitchen. (laughs) And now I, I... one effect of this experience was that I was overstricken with joy. It was like every cell of my body was lit up. I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't not laugh. I look over at my friend and he looks at me and he goes, what was that? And I say, wait, what? You were there too? And he's like, yeah, what was that? That was the cr- And each of us went in and out at the same exact time. And we were freaking out. Like we were cracking. We were in a house. There was a bunch of other friends there doing, you know, hanging out, playing video games, talking. And him and I are just cracking up, laughing. Like, okay, what was that? That was the craziest experience. And all the, all these downloads that I'm getting, the number one most important thing that stuck with me, that stuck with me to this day was that death, no big deal. Death is no big deal. Death is nothing. Death is, death is just a beginning. Death is like waking up in the morning. It's not the end. It's not the end. And that's it. Death is simply a transition. And in that moment, I knew it. I felt it. I saw it. I was it. And I had no fear of death. Zero. I was like, I could, I could die for a cause right now. Like this is, this is phenomenal what just happened. And I, another download that I got was that what I saw was this woman who was in like the Midwest and she brings her family to church and she doesn't totally know why, but she just does it. And what I saw was her kids who were in church and they were learning about this infinite thing called God. And what I was told was that that just that just the idea, just being taught the idea of God is so significant 
that that was the reason why she brought her kids there. All the other stuff, the religion, the, the rules, all that other, you can, you can take it or leave it. But the God aspect, the believing in something that's infinite and something that's above a higher power creates a certain neural pathway in the mind that can then open us up to greater things. And it's very important. And what kind of like what this information that I got was that when we die, if we have that neural pathway already in there, we will not be surprised or, you know, we will not reject that there, this thing, this, this infinite, uh, infiniteness that continues onward is there because, uh, the neural pathways have been created and, and we're okay with it. But if, you know, on the opposite, if we're like, that's it done then, uh, and it, and it, and you die and it doesn't end, you're going to be really confused. <laughs> like what? And so you'll deny that, that, that death, you'll deny the, the afterlife, the after this. Um, and that'll just be kind of uncomfortable because it's much more comfortable to dive into it and to fully explore that realm, which I'll save that realm for another, another episode. But that moment, that moment completely transformed my life, completely transformed my life. I was very, very curious as to what happened. My friend at the time, so we'd have conversations. He was an atheist at the time. I'm not sure what he is now. I was Christian at the time. Now I'm spiritual. I'm open. And I, I, I'm like, uh, a spiritual being living a human experience. That's, that's what I am. And I am a soul and that's what I am on the deepest level. And on the deepest level, I am love. And that is who I am. That is what I believe. And I wanted to know what happened. What was that? I had the only, I, I've read about experiences like that, maybe in the Bible, you know, where a bush is burning and, and it speaks to someone. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. You know, that just happened to me. <laughs> like the equivalent of that just happened to me. This is biblical. And this sent me down a path where I started researching every major religion, every philosophy. I went online. <clears throat> I went on all these different message boards and I literally, I registered for Christianity message boards Islam, Judaism, philosophy, uh, spiritual message boards, Hindu. I, I registered for every single one I could find, and then I posted my story. And the one message board that had the best advice was the philosophy message board. And what they were talking about was, well, this is a Satori moment. It's like a Satori moment. A Satori moment. It's a, a Buddhist term for a brief moment of enlightenment. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. It, I was certainly enlightened. <laughs> I was standing in, in, in front of the great source of creation. And through that, the journey that I went on unfolded my reality into such an extravagantly multidimensional reality. I read every book that I could, every book that resonated with me. I, I started to read Dolores Cannon books. I was reading about past life regressions. I was reading Ram Das, Be Here Now, Eckhart Tolle. All the spiritual texts, I took them in, even the Bible. I think the next day or a day after my experience was Easter Sunday. And so I went to church with my family 
And it was like my truth radar was off the charts. The pastor would be, would be saying all this stuff. I'd be like, truth. I'm like, amen. This is so true. And then he'd say something else. And I'd be like, mm, nah, quite. <laughs> that did not register on the truth meter. And what it came down to was that we are all in this together. And it's not about being a certain religion or needing to believe in a certain person or a certain deity or a certain thing. Paths, all these different paths lead home. And what everyone believes is beautiful. And so if your pathway brings you openings, if it helps you discover more of life, then that's a beneficial pathway. If your pathway closes you off to experiences, that's a non-beneficial pathway. And so when I started to see non-beneficial pathways, meaning uh, we are right and they are wrong, any of that kind of talk was like, mm, nope, <laughs> no, that's, that's not, that, there's no truth in that. That's not true. Because this experience that we're going through, this human experience is so beyond words. And that you cannot even talk about what is beyond this experience. The infinite nature that is reality, the infinite nature that is even this universe, multiverse, the infinite nature that is outside of all of this is indescribable with words. So by trying to put words to it, we are distorting it. And everything that is trying to talk about the source of everything is a distortion. And that's okay. Literally everything is. Art is a distortion of the source of everything. And so as all these different religions and spiritualities are trying to make sense of it all, they are, in their own unique flavor, they are distorting it on a certain level. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Distortion kind of has a negative connotation, but it does, it's not necessarily negative because literally everything. You could write the most poetic, perfect multi-page essay and it's still a distortion because we're using words to describe something infinite impossible and this experience for me this experience was an awakening my world was not the same after that and the significant moment was the moment of fear I was af afraid of death For a moment, I believed that once this is over, it's, it's done. That's it. And that was very scary. That was a very scary thought. And that fear was tapping at my heart. It was very real. It felt very real. I, I could feel the fear. The thing about fear is that you can feel it very clearly. And what it does is it kind of lets light in if you allow the light to come in so if you allow the experience of what is beyond the fear to come in what the fear does is the fear opens the heart it's a gateway it can be used as a gateway it can also be used as a gateway drug and you never come back from it you just go right into it 
<laughs> and then you're binge watching TV shows. Also, nothing wrong with that. But if you choose to use the fear as a gateway to awakening or productivity, the thing about awakening is that it's very rarely planned. <laughs> like a lot of the reason meditation is so popular is because people want to awaken. They want to have some sort of transcendental experience that is beyond this. The reason people take psychedelic drugs is because they want to have a transcendental experience. They want to experience something that is beyond this. And those moments come when those moments are meant to come for you. And I believe we're given opportunities for those moments to come all the time. And because we live in a place, in an existence with free will, we can choose to go down the paths of those awakening moments or not. I see it as like a tree. And our life, we can travel down branches, and sometimes we can take sidesteps. We can go down these smaller branches that might be a little more wobbly, and we start to feel them getting quite wobbly, and so we head back to the main branch. And as we get to the main solid branch, that is where your purpose is. That's where everything just unfolds so fluidly, serendipitously. And that's a beautiful place to be. That is a beautiful place to be. The amount of serendipity that's entered my life after this experience is remarkable. It's as if the universe speaks to me with everything I do. Someone will come into my life. Someone will say something. Exactly what I needed to hear. I will be deciding to travel up to the Pacific Northwest. I'll be at a party and someone will say, hey, you should go to this town. Okay, I listen. The universe speaks if we listen. And when we're on that main branch, that's when the universe speaks most clearly it's really remarkable you can ask you can ask the universe you can ask god you can ask the source of everything for an awakening experience for enlightenment to see the light and it works it's pretty magical this experience that we're all having and so as we are all in our homes, I believe a lot of people are having these awakening experiences because a lot of people are feeling some really deep fear, some fears that perhaps they've not let themselves feel for a very long time. They wouldn't let anything get in like this has got in. And I want people to know that that is not a bad thing. That can actually lead to the greatest moment of your life. That was exactly what happened to me. The deepest fear I ever felt led to the greatest moment of my life. The most significant moment I have ever experienced. Oh, and one more part to that story. My friend and I, just after it happened, and we were hysterical about what that was and how much joy we were filled with, we look at each other and we say, was there a presence there? Like, was there something there with you? And the moment we both acknowledged that there was a presence in this place, 
boom, that tunnel came right back. We both went into it again, this time for a shorter period of time. But there was an acknowledgement that there was just something. There was something there. There was a presence there. And I have many theories on the depth of it because my perception of reality is very multifaceted, many layers. I think there are many, 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 many layers to reality. And this physical existence, the third dimension, is one layer of reality. And we can get into the fourth. We are in the fourth. We are in the third and fourth space and time. And there are dimensions so far beyond, and there are beings who live in every single one of them. Every single one of them. And the depth of this experience, the depth to this experience is remarkable. And our higher selves who are watching us have these experiences, I think is just really cute. Because we are trying our hardest and that's all we can do. And so let's focus on trying our hardest to be the best versions of ourselves because that's all we can do. And let's take that one step further. Let's be the best versions we can be, but let's also have the most fun. And let's pursue our passions. Let's become the best versions, and let's also have a great time doing it. And let's explore where this can lead. Let's use our voices, and let's share. Because everyone has a tribe. Everyone likes different flavors of ice cream. So if you... if if you feel like, me, oh, I don't know if I have a, a voice, like, I don't know if anyone would be interested in what I have to say. Well, how many people like chocolate ice cream? A good amount. How many people like rainbow sherbet? A good amount. How many people like Rocky Road? A good amount. Cookies and cream? A good amount. Everyone has different choices and preferences. And what resonates with some people will be this and that, will be me. Some people resonate with me. Some people might not resonate with me. Some people who may not resonate with me might resonate with you speaking. So use your voice because your tribe will come. Your soul family will come. Those who are waiting to hear your voice will come. And be open to feedback. Be open to hearing people encourage you to do what you do because that's the universe encouraging you. That's the source of everything encouraging you. That is your higher self encouraging you to do you, to be you. Follow your passion, follow your bliss, follow your dreams and focus on your highest potential because you are infinite. Thanks for listening to this episode. Episode number two. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. I hope you guys are having a lot of fun listening. If you, um, Want to reach out? Feel free. Deepshiftnow.com. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a few friends. You can copy the address in most podcasting apps. There's a share button. And then it can open up your text messages and you can send it to a few people who might like it. Also, if you enjoyed this, please give it a five-star rating in your favorite podcasting app. That would also make my night. So much love to all of you, 
and I'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you.